This is a podcast about the manosphere, so it may contain references to extremist misogyny and violence, and it will definitely contain lots of swears. Hi folks, before we get into today's episode, just to note that the sound on my microphone is not the best quality. We have sorted this out for future episodes, but just to give you a heads up on that. Also, this is a podcast about the manosphere, so there will be frequent references to sexism and lots of swears. Uh, Dan, I've heard that men are under attack from the woke feminist supremacy. Right, I've done a bit of research on this and I'm not entirely sure that's true. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Manosphere Debunked. I'm Aileen, Instagram's Tinder translator. And I'm the resident soy boy, uh, Dan, otherwise known as the narcissist psychologist. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm happy to be here debunking the manosphere one episode at a time yeah whoop, whoop. so uh how this podcast is going to work is that one of us will be the researcher slash presenter for the episode and the other one will be the reactor slash contributor um sometimes we will know a lot more about the subject than one another sometimes we won't um but we are going to start with gentlemen first so uh Dan, uh, what are we talking about today? Well, Aileen, um, it obviously makes sense that seeing as we're talking about the manosphere and um, hopefully systematically debunking some of the myths around around that one by one, probably makes sense to start by, I guess, defining what the manosphere is. So anyone who's um, followed me on my Instagram page or listened to my own podcast knows that I love a good old Wikipedia um, definition because it's always just a good starting point to go from. Obviously you know, reliability, reliability aside, <laughs> the reliability of Wikipedia is questionable at times, but I feel like for the definitions of the things we're about to go through, it's uh, pretty bang on. Uh, you got, you look, I love a bit of Wikipedia, man. Like, there's, you know, shout out to Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Wikipedia. If you want to sponsor us Wikipedia, let us know. I don't think they have any money, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, they're always asking us for donations, yeah, aren't yeah, they? It's yeah. like, please, can you donate uh, for to support us? So, um, and I don't think Wikipedia really sponsors anything, does it? Mm -hmm. Oh, well. Um, anyway, so the Manosphere refers to an online movement of anti-feminist websites focused primarily on men's issues. Um, the Manosphere, oh, sorry, I almost laughed at this because I've just remembered um, something. So the Manosphere has no principal authority, <laughs> which is a lie, because do you remember that podcast yeah. that you put me onto, where it's got the the, the president of the self-appointed president of the Manosphere. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to, what's it, what's his name? Oh, oh, I don't know. But basically, there's a guy who has decided that he is the president of the Manosphere. He says it's ironic, but... I also feel like he believes it. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's ironic, but then why would you go through so much effort? And why would you call yourself, why would you go onto podcasts and then call yourself the president of the Manosphere if it's just a bit of an ironic thing? Um, Anthony Johnson mm. is his name. Um, so, uh, I would just to say anything that I kind of, that we kind of reference in this episode will obviously put all the links in the show notes and this podcast that we've just mentioned will definitely link. And actually, if you have, if you have the time, go, go listen to it. Cause I feel like, I feel like it's a podcast that really gives you insight into the manosphere and the way that these uh, particular individuals um, think and behave and act and kind of their frame of reference and ideology. It was really good insights. I would caveat that with, you have to have a lot of patience and it's quite a quite a challenging listen yeah i'd say i'd say don't listen to it <laughs> <laughs> not worth uh, the downloads i mean i i think it probably has a more visceral physical reaction in your body if you're a woman listening to it uh but it was it was informative in a certain way but I also like hated it with all of my soul. Um, maybe if we start doing bon bonus episodes at some point, me and you can just like talk about all of the ways in which it was fucked up. But um, yeah, yeah. 
That would be that would be a good shout. So anyway, the Manosphere, the Manosphere has no principal authority and it's comprised of a decentralized network of websites, gaming platforms and chat rooms, which are, and this is a quote, imbued with misogyny and satire. Did you know that the term was popularized by an author and pornography marketer, <laughs> Ian Ironwood is his name, who published a book collating blogs and forums um, about these sort of uh, male struggles. In a book, a self-published book called "The Manosphere: A New Hope," <laughs> the Manosphere, a new hope for masculinity. So, super cool dudes and a super cool book. That sounds like they sound. They all. It all sounds super cool and really like, like they're all really cool and 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 fun and like <laughs> chill people. Very chill people. So. Would you like a bit of a breakdown of this book, by the way? Oh my God, I'd love it. But first of all, I've heard Manosphere people saying that feminists came up with that term. So is that just not true? Did they? Well, I don't know. So this is, so this is, well, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, but um, this is, it's um, referenced in a couple of research papers that I found that um, it was, uh, I guess, maybe originally attributed to him, uh, Ian, so Ian Ironwood. I love that they would even blame us for the name of their us hating space, but it wasn't us. It was a man. Great. Poetic. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> so if you wanted to, and again, this is obviously, you know, um, proceed with caution. Um, the Manosphere, A New Hope for Masculinity by Ian Ironwood is available on Amazon. Uh, currently, if you have a Kindle Unlimited subscription, it's free, or um, you can pay the uh, charming price of three pounds seventy-seven for it. Okay, <laughs> so it's so you, so it's self-published, right? Do you want to know how many pages this self-published book is? Oh God, it's either really low or really high, isn't it? Go on, tell me. Four hundred and eighty-seven pages. Okay, now that's that tells that's self-publishing. No editor involved. <laughs> oh my god. Um, and then if we uh, go on to Goodreads very quickly, it has a um, a rating of three point seven five after thirty-two ratings. So thirty-two people have read this book and chosen to rate it on Goodreads. There's four reviews, and I want to read just just. There's only four reviews, but I feel like the one review probably sums up how most people, most people who read this book feel. Okay, great. So interesting reading for those who have been affected by a cancer that is corrupting our society known as feminism. Oof. Is that it? It describes in, no, it describes in detail many men, also the English on this, um, uh, review is not the best. It describes in detail many men experiences dealing with feminists and how to avoid problems when this kind of woman approaches you. <laughs> oh, um, I'm a firm believer that we don't have to experience ourselves the consequences of bad decisions, which I'm assuming is meant to be decisions made by others. All it takes is to educate yourself by reading other people's experiences. The more we read about the social burden that is destroying industrialized societies and best prepared will be as men to avoid falling into the same traps others have fallen into because of their ignorance. I feel like that's, I've never been outside and talked to a woman, but I believe what this book says is what I'm getting from that. I've never interacted with the with another human being of the opposite sex. Cancer, though, can we just go back to it being a cancer for a minute? Like that is so emblematic of the manosphere, like that we are like a malignant force. That feminism is a malignant force, and we're, it's ruining everything. And it's the it's the all of men's problems are because of feminism. Just feminism. Men, did you not know this though? But men were doing okay before feminism came along. There were no wars. There were no, there was no slavery. There was no class struggle. There was nothing, you know, all men were doing exceptionally well yeah. until feminism yeah, came yeah. along. And I'll just be honest with you, you guys fucked it up for us. Sorry, apologies <laughs> about that. <laughs> so, so the Manosphere isn't actually like it's a it's not really a thing it's like a conglomeration of a whole bunch of communities that exist on the internet and <clears throat> primarily um 
the sort of manosphere is made up of uh, certain communities um, and we'll go through them. So they're made up of men's rights activists, pickup artists, um, a group of individuals called men going their own way, more commonly referred to as MGTOWs. Sorry. <laughs> oh, did you just sing? I wish they would. I did, yeah. And I want you to keep that in the edit. Please. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's staying in there. And then um, I guess, and I guess potentially um, men's rights activists, pickup artists and MGTOWs, maybe to a degree, uh, people may not have heard of, um, but more the, the, um, the group of uh, individuals within the manosphere that might be more commonly known um, to, to people listening to this podcast are incels as well. So that's generally who make up the manosphere. So not in this episode, but in the next episode, we're going to talk about how these um, particular groups kind of formed and how they started. But, you know, just for interest's sake, um, I'm just going to talk you through what each of these these communities are. So, so men's rights activists reflect an ideology and global movement which sets out to question and stall women's gains at all levels believing these gains have been awarded at the expense of men. Subgroups operating under the same beliefs as MRAs perceive the social, cultural and political opportunities afforded by the feminist movement as threats to their existence and must be revoked. MRAs hold the belief that feminism and therefore gender equality has gone too far and in turn has harmed men deeply. Like I said, before feminism arrived, men were doing great doing fine absolutely fine um yeah definitely not like working in coal mines and shit like that um yeah oh god feminism has gone too far is yeah like no let me not even start carry on <laughs> would fe- what, but what would feminism have gone too far imply that people are treated equally and fairly and that kind of everyone's differences are taken into account and therefore the world is more equitable Dan it means that women are in charge now and we and men are subjugated under our stilettoed feet that's what it means um I mean some um, men might like that (laughs) yeah they're probably not on these websites though (laughs) I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that some men probably pay to be under some woman's stilettoed feet yeah but that the, the the MRAs wouldn't like that and um Laura Bates, the feminist author who's brilliant and you should read everything she's written, um, is I'm talking to the listeners there, not Dan. Dan has read. I mean, I have literally read again. pretty much most of what she's written, so yeah. Okay, not not to brag. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I read books, you know. Yeah. Uh, by women. By women. Oh my god, I'm such a I'm such a I'm such a beta male, yeah. Yeah, I know. That's okay. Um <laughs> But yeah, she calls, she says brilliantly that men's rights activists could better be described as women's wrongs activists, because what they focus on really is like the way that, you know, women screw over men in the divorce courts and women screw over men in the, in the you know, child custody and uh, women lie about rape and, you know, all that kind of fun, fun stuff. Interesting you should say that, you know, where you, at the, before we sort of started this, you were like, I'm probably going to say things and you're going to be like, oh, there's actually a bit of stuff around this. So <laughs> yeah. common topics, common topics discussed within men's rights, within the sort of men's rights movements uh, by MRAs include family law, such as child custody issues, alimony and marital property distribution, reproduction, suicides, domestic violence against men, circumcision, education, conscription, social safety nets i'm not really sure what that is and health policies or probably lack of health policies for men um which we're not going to go into all of those things now because i guess those are pretty much the things that we're going to hopefully um episode by episode go through because i guess you know to 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 give credit where credit's due in some sense the things that these people talk about are very real issues and they are things that actually do affect men and they are things that do affect women as well so you know family courts and all that kind of stuff it's not just the men that it affects it's the women that um, are affected by it as well 
through very sort of traditionally gender gender stereotyped role allocation or the biases that the courts have in that particular sort of um view of things but the like you've just said the blame for all of these things is not necessarily directed at the institutions or it's not direct necessarily directed at the sort of wider systemic issues that might align to create these problems it's just well men are suffering and women are doing well i put well in quotation marks um so therefore if women are doing well and men are suffering it must be them women over there that are causing the issue yeah but when women suffer, it's obviously our own fault, <laughs> just to be fair. Oh, yeah, no, men have nothing. Sorry, yeah, no, men have nothing to do with the suffering of women. Just let's just put that out there, by the way. Can we just? Yeah, nothing. It's historically, famously on historical record. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so the next community or the next conglomeration of um, thought and ideologies uh, is pickup artists or pickup artistry who are often self-identified as part of being of the, oh my God, the seduction community or the pickup Ooh, community. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Or the seduction community, a community of seducers, a community of Romeos and Casanovas. Oh, has that just made you, sure. has that just made you all go all bleh? But yes, it has. Yeah. <laughs> And they are a movement whose goal is seduction and sexual success. Mm -hmm. Although they might say, if I could play pickup artist advocate, which I feel sick about <laughs> doing, on. that they, you know, they're just trying to, you know, get men to have more confidence talking to women. Like some guys don't have confidence and they want to give them confidence. Um, but then it, the confidence is always, yeah, anyway, carry on. No, 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 no. Following on exactly from what you said, they are a community built around game in inverted commas, techniques, strategies, and mindsets that help men pick up women. However, this often involves objectifying women and promoting harassment techniques like negging. I'm going to let you explain what negging is because I, I know from your um, past posts that you've written that you love a bit of negging. Oh my God, it's my fave, absolute fave. Uh, always love an egg. So, um, so negging was kind of made famous by the, the book, The Game by Neil Strauss, I believe. Who's... Yeah, Neil Strauss, yeah. Pickup artist communities all have, like they all give themselves each other names, like a really famous pickup artist was called Mystery, I believe. As in like Mr. E. No, that would be better. No, just the word Mystery. Oh, <laughs> Just mystery, right? Okay. Um, and I can't remember what Neil Strauss's name was now, but it was something like, oh, it's style. That's it, style. I think something like that. Anyway, sorry, these people just had just had like like they were like they were like they oh, were a rock star. I can't wait for my episode about dating. Oh God, I can't wait for it now either. Okay. Okay, so uh, there are lots of this this book, the game, which so so many men read in that kind of early, I don't know, I think came out in the early aughts, you know, sort of Probably, 2003 yeah. or something, um, was a step-by-step -step taking you through all of the, the stages of game um, in order to get women into bed. And would like go through, I like, just you know, have stories about like, and then I had a threesome and then I had like sex with another woman. So have you read the game by the way? No, I've, I've read and listened to many reviews. I've never actually read the full okay. thing. I can't, Okay. but um, right. so yeah, so like, I'll probably get like some pickup artists being like, you've not even read it yourself. So like, how dare you? Um, but I, <laughs> but anyway, so one of the techniques um, is negging. So there's all these techniques of kind of breaking through a woman's barriers. Like one of the things is like women want to have sex, but they feel like they have to say no at first. So you need to just kind of like break through those walls, which uh, I don't feel like I need to explain to anyone why that might be problematic. Um, I mean, that's literally just, um, you know, the reverse of consent. Yeah, yeah. Fully, uh, just pushing past consent. That's yeah, just so it's, ridiculous. It's, it's sexual coercion all the way. And there's all these different stages of, of know how to. And one of them is like, isolate her from her friends. Like, it's, it's all, it's it's so bad. It's so bad. Anyway, but oh one of the God. ways. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the ways of the, one of the strategies. Uh, there's loads of different strategies. One of them is negging. And negging is basically undermining a woman's confidence in order to make her feel 
like worse about herself and therefore want to impress you but you do it in like a subtle way it's not really very subtle but it'll be like I don't usually like fat girls but you're kind of hot it's like a backhanded compliment yeah so it's like a kind of you know a shit sandwich type thing um or the other way to undermine the confidence like oh I, I've seen an, a, a girl in the same outfit as you tonight but apparently uh, because women are so shallow that we'd then be like oh my god now i have to prove to you that i'm the best girl in this dress let me suck your dick so basically make women basically make women feel like shit in the hopes that they will try and impress you to then boost their own self-esteem which you knocked in the first place yeah and it's like if there's a hot girl talk to her less hot friend so that she feels so the hot girl because the hot girl will be used to getting talked to so she'll be like why is he talking to my friend and not me and then she'll want you more and like all this kind of manipulative bullshit which in the end probably does work with some women and it works with the ones who are really insecure and vulnerable and probably a bit drunk like it's it's bad 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 shit but that's a very long explanation of what negging is but yeah there's lots of different kinds of negs um but it's basically to do with sort of saying to someone like, for example, I was talking about opening lines on dating apps on my on my page on Instagram the other day. And someone said that she's had a guy say to her, I like how how you're open about your size. A lot of women are open about their size. So she just had like a full full length photo. So she you could see what her body looks like. And I was like, that's totally an egg. They're totally trying to say, like, I know that you're fat, but I'll sleep with you anyway. So you should be grateful. Um, mm -hmm. uh, that's 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 what it is that's the subtext of, of that shit so yeah lovely lovely man so yeah so there's so there's a community of men online that still continue to uh, obviously have this mindset and um i guess try and impress their fucking techniques of trying to date women um onto young and impressionable men i mean it's a real massive grifting community isn't it it's it's the come to my 500 weekend workshop or whatever that kind of shit it's very 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 grifty which is makes it well maybe not worse but definitely well yeah a little bit worse i feel well it's oh well i guess you know if if there was any kind of good intention to try and help um young awkward men who maybe are unlucky in love and maybe don't have the best sort of ways the confidence or self-esteem to approach um women uh it's literally just exploiting them and it's just a, mar a business marketing strategy that actually has uh no one's best interest at heart and it's just purely a money-making scheme which is just fucking tragic yep so <laughs> so yeah so if anyone's feeling a little bit low right now and a little bit disheartened uh yeah welcome to the premise of the show <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even got to incels yet <laughs> no no we haven't got to incels yet okay but we are moving on to megatows or men going their own way who again are a collection of men who uh, also believe that society is rigged against men um and they but instead of i guess you know proclaiming um what the difficulties are what the you know uh, how men have are struggling and you know um continuing to sort of make claims and stuff online and and create rhetoric around it uh, blaming feminism they just choose to abandon women and they just choose to not engage with women and pretty much just well that's the whole point of the the the, the movement is that men go their own way um they feel that the system is impossible to change it's so rigged against them it's impossible to change so the solution is to go their own way and i don't really know what that means like i don't quite understand i don't understand where they go i don't really know if they sort of just like fuck off into the woods I wish or they if they just oh, <laughs> I wish they would but do you know what I mean like I don't know if it's just like a, okay I've decided that I'm just not gonna I'm gonna sort of you know um cut myself off from women but um I'm still gonna go to work and I'm still gonna live in like my apartment or my house and I'm just gonna stay in society but I'm just not gonna bother with women or if they lit quite literally just go somewhere it's not clear to me either i think they generally i mean there probably is some kind of men's commune somewhere but um maybe yeah, and yeah. i always wonder right because i feel like 
some of these guys still live at home, which many millennials do because, hello, housing crisis and shit. No, no judgment if you live at home. But I'm like, do you include your mum in that or does she still do your washing? That's what I want to know if about her in your own way. Are you yeah. are you still being cooked for by your mum? That's I just want to know that. Um, but I, yeah. And do you have any sisters that you just don't like anymore and that you've just all of a sudden gone, you know what, you're a woman, you're dead to me, I'm just not talking to you? I mean, I, I imagine that does happen sometimes, to be honest. Do you reckon? Especially oh. if they're, you know, sisters are feminists and shit. It's, it, I think I talked to someone online about someone, I think maybe he was a bit more incel, but very manosphere a brother getting very manosphere and it was just became sort of impossible to have a relationship with someone who, you know, doesn't see you as human because I think also what these the MGTOWs seem to do is is what what they want to cut themselves off from is trying to engage with women on like an equal footing or like human level so like they'll use women's services but not like want to I don't know merge households or have children with them or have a relationship where they have to I don't know so it's so they're quite happy to you know be around women or engage with women or have women in their life provided that the women are subservient in some way and aren't surpassing them or in some way having some kind of advantage over them just asking for things from them in return just asking things from like you know reciprocating apart i think is, is it mingtails who do you sex workers Yes. So yeah, so it's the uh, I can't remember where I read that. But yeah, so despite the fact that they choose to go their own way, and they don't want to engage with women, they will still, um, yeah, employ the the services of sex workers. So there are some things that they want from women. Mm. Yeah. Fun. Mm. Uh. Mm. Just not like, you know, a happy, equitable, shared life experience where everyone's happy. And just treat and just treats each other like you know an individual and a human being mm -hmm. well why would they want that they're not betas like you so yeah <laughs> i'm such a oh my god you know the more i speak the the more i realize i'm such a beta yeah dan isn't a uh an equal nice relationship by the way uh, as far as i can tell i i'd have to ask his partner more about it but uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she'd be she'd be the only one that would be able to confirm that. But from my perspective, it seems all right. <laughs> um. Anyway. Okay. So moving on to, I guess, sort of the the maybe the the group that people are more familiar with. So the incels, the involuntary involuntary celibates. Um. Yeah. So. A group mostly of young men united by a strong feeling of re rejection and rage towards the opposite sex. The community is obsessed with theories about looks and relationships, and members often express desire to hurt themselves or others. Um, and I think, you know, it's, uh, I guess, the reason why the incel group would probably be more um, known to the listener is because obviously there's been quite a lot of, um, well, mass shooters. Uh, particularly in America, who have, I wouldn't necessarily say identified as incel, but I guess a lot of their sort of uh, within the um, post-incident analysis, there's obviously been quite a lot of um, rhetoric and ideology around feeling, um, I guess, just, you know, rejected by women and therefore blaming quite a lot of their issues on women um, and therefore feeling that the only thing that they can do in order to kind of take revenge on i guess society but also against women is to go out and commit these um mass shootings yeah and they're also um sorry they're also celebrated in communities afterwards uh, you know, like elliot gold people who've you know especially if they have explicitly gone out to murder women um in a retaliatory act then they are sort of deified in some areas of the incel community um uh as role models uh which is terrifying and i guess there's a you know from some of the stuff that i've read i wouldn't be able to sort of quote off the top of my head where i've read it from but i suppose there's also an idea of um i guess one-upmanship in terms of trying to 
you know, create more chaos and carnage and take more lives and do more damage than the previous person. Um, which I guess is also just really terrifying to think about is that the fact that there are people who kind of glorify this way of being. And, you know, again, so just, you know, to hold the balance that it's not necessarily to say that every single incel that exists in the manosphere is um, of this mindset and is willing to go out and to do this kind of thing. But I guess it's just important to highlight that um, this is a particular area of the internet where this type of rhetoric and ideology and this mindset tends to breed and the and this echo chamber that exists about how um women are to blame for these men not being able to um have well i was about to say um meaningful relationships with women but it's sometimes not even just that it's just sex is it it's just it's not even like a yeah it's not even like they can have a a, a meaningful connection with another human being yeah and they often believe that they are in the kind of bottom are you going to you're probably going to say this but like bottom 20 percent of attractiveness um and basically that's why it's involuntary that they're celibate right because like they should be able to get sex but they can't um because women are shallow and they're all going after the chat and, and i guess this is kind of where we were talking about how not everyone not all the communities in the manosphere agree with each other or like each other because i guess the sort of the incels really kind of like hate the pickup artist community because they are seen as the ones who are most successful they are the the chads or the giga chads or the um is it the bradleys or i don't know whatever whatever terminology it is well also that the incels grew out of the pickup artist movement because pickup artists sort of were selling this thing like i'm going to teach you these techniques and you can get sex and some of the guys still couldn't get sex so they were like well this is a lie and actually some guys just can't get sex now i'd argue that maybe the pickup artists don't teach you the best way to get sex and also if you're trying to just get sex from women they might be able to pick up on the fact that you don't really like women so you know um but yeah, so it kind of grew out of that. And they definitely, I think one of the things they resent about pickup artists is this idea that you, you can just sort of game your way into women's pants, um, which I also resent about them. So I guess I have something in common with incels, uh, which troubles me now I think about it. Well, yeah, that's certainly something to reflect on. Yeah, don't, please don't put that, just don't put that just on it, you know, that clip on. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the, that'll be the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> So those are the those are the I guess the primary uh, communities of the um, manosphere. Interestingly, there are some slight fringe um, communities. One of which are known as the no fappers. Have you heard of them? No. The no fappers, F A P P E R S. So fap is into masturbate. Oh, okay. I don't think I knew that word. I'm so innocent. Um... <laughs> so, 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 what, fap or masturbate? I, I knew the word masturbate, I'll admit it. <laughs> okay, so no fappers are men seeking to abstain from pornography and masturbation because they believe, just, can you just, um, just if you're going to, if there's something to hold on to, just hold on to this. Okay. Just because they believe that this will enable them to preserve testosterone and achieve greater sexual power and enlightenment. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Um, oh man, there's so many, there are lots, there are lots across the globe, lots of sort of enclaves of spirituality that also say like you shouldn't masturbate too much and religion and stuff, but lol testosterone mm. is not have you heard of have you heard of no fat november uh i have heard of that actually yeah yeah so no fat november is where um these no fappers will go for the it's a like it's a, almost like a challenge to see if they can go for an entire month of november and not masturbate and build up and do build up enough of this sort of what they call it semen retention oh god a 
apologies to anybody who's listening for me having to say semen on a podcast. I really do. I'm sorry. You've said fap and you've not, you've not apologised for no fappers. You've said that about five times. <laughs> now you apologise for saying semen. God. An actual biological word I'm apologising yeah. for. Oh, yeah, yeah, I said no, fair enough. Um, uh, yeah, sorry, said masturbate as well. And now that's the sixth, fourth, fourth or fifth time that word's been said. Um, yeah, so they will go for the whole month of November, one for us to, to set themselves a challenge to um, see if they can do it. Um, there are, there are like, um, I think there are Reddit um, forums. Of course there are. Where people will, will um, like cheerlead each other to continue doing it and they'll and they'll like admit they'll be like i lasted seven days whatever seven days no fap but i sort of whatever could i I gave in or i resisted they sort of give each other feedback about it and then like if they're if they're like if they do the countdown then people sort of like um uh, champion them on cool i mean that's just a forum of men talking about masturbating together, isn't it? Like, is that not what's happening there? <laughs> no, no, it's not masturbating, Eileen. Get it right, <laughs> not masturbating. Yeah. But what? There's, I, uh, God, this is you're going to hear this a lot on this podcast. Just me going. Uh, 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 um, it, there's not any sort of testosterone in sperm, is there? Is that? That's not a real thing. Uh, no, th- no. So as far as I'm aware, and I'm not an endocrinologist, so I have, you know, my knowledge of um, hormones is pretty limited, but I've never, I, I don't know that when you um, do have an orgasm and ejaculate that you get rid of testosterone. I didn't know that there was a thing. It's like, I didn't know. Yeah. To my knowledge, there's not testosterone in you that then is no longer in you. Um, and it's not like a reservoir that kind of builds up. <laughs> a reservoir? God, no. <laughs> oh, God. It's horrible. So, uh... But it's just like, what? How, first of all, how much were these guys masturbating? <laughs> Sorry. But like, <laughs> but it shouldn't be like a fucking news broadcast. So, yeah. So I think, so I think also, uh, I think, I guess to give it some context and to maybe sort of just uh, reel in the um um exacerbation about this sort of community i guess a lot some of it is contextualized in people who have maybe got like porn addiction and are really trying to um you know give that up and this is a way to kind of um do that i think there's a strong tie between that and um i guess christianity so seeing masturbation as a sin and you, the use of pornography is a sin so therefore if you want to kind of um atone for your sins then um giving up masturbating and also giving up pornography is a way to do this um but yeah there's quite a there's quite a strong leaning towards um the increase of testosterone which again links to sort of uh masculinity so um i guess online uh, some of the so i i, I follow um i follow certain hashtags uh, on Instagram that give me inspiration, um, for, for content and, um, you know, some of the guidance around NoFap is that it, um, can, you know, helps you go to the gym and get more ripped and bulk up because the, 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 the energy that you conserve yeah. from not masturbating, um, you can then go and use to bulk up and, become a bit more of a gym bro cool this is so sad i don't even know what to say about it it's so sad like oh my god like fucking hell like all the things you could put energy into like and it's also when you're telling that like it it, it their minds porn and masturbation is so linked like they've not even mm-hmm. they've not even developed a sexual imagination or like have any other kind of idea of how to masturbate or out. just like or just or just the just the idea that actually masturbation is part of just you know self-pleasure and enjoying oh, your yeah, body yeah. and finding out what you like and you know what feels good no mm-hmm. it's just sinful it's related to porn um and apparently you know masturbating gets rid of testosterone somehow yeah so. yeah it's a weakness must not masturbate but also men are like sexual beings and like really it's really manly to be sexual but also don't masturbate it's like oh my god it's exhausting they must be exhausted these men 
just from all the mental mm. gymnastics. Yeah, there's yeah. So so the yeah. So the manosphere is full of lots of contradictions. Mm -hmm. So men must be sex. You know, you've got the pickup artists saying, um, you know. And I think there's a lot of biological essentialism that floats around the manosphere. So men must do this. Men are biologically um, wired to have sex, to mate with women. So therefore, if you're not doing it, you're going against your um, biological predisposition and you're not fulfilling your role as a male in society, all that kind of stuff. You should reproduce all that kind of stuff. So you've got all that on the one hand and then, you know, don't masturbate. Yeah. Go your own way and go your own way but also have sex with women if you need to but also leave women alone sounds very clear mm -hmm. yeah no uh can you imagine can you imagine what the um manual for the manosphere must be like if you join the manosphere it's like these are the rules do this but don't do that but do a little bit of this but also those guys aren't cool <laughs> <laughs> women are the problem but also those guys who sound a lot like us are also the problem yeah uh, okay and then and then sort of the the final sort of fringe section uh, of the manosphere um, is called tradcons, short for traditional conservatives. So p people in this group advocate on behalf of traditional values such as family, uh, morality and gendered roles. And then attached to this little fringe um, minority of individuals, and this is where I, th I said um, I thought you might lose your shit, uh, are the trad wives short for traditional wives who are women who support and practice traditional domestic values with a mutual nostalgic yearning to return to simpler times where men and women knew their places men as breadwinners and women as homemakers and a rejection of feminism mm. oh it's so great um and i just want to mention that almost everyone in this category is white because going back to the good old days <laughs> yes, they is are. not the same if you are not white. Oh, the, the 60s, what a great, the 50s, what a great time for everyone. <laughs> Just leave the pointed silence there. Yeah. There's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a girl on TikTok who's basically saying like, I think I would love to live in the 50s because it would be great. And like loads of people were like, uh, for you, because you're white. And she was like, I didn't mean because of the segregation. I just mean like, I would like it. It's like, cool, babe. Like, oh my god. Yeah. So yeah, the trad wives. Let, let's think about let's think about it. If we went back eighty years, what life would be like? It wouldn't be good for everyone. I mean, it's not great for everyone now, but it was a hell of a lot worse for people back then. It was better for men, wasn't it? Definitely. Again, feminism. I don't even know when feminism started, but it's all you know. It's all down. It's your fault. Yeah. It had. It started before that, but. No, the, the the kind of feminism these guys are usually angry with they would probably clot it in the 60s i think uh you know the kind of feminism where it was like maybe we could have bodily autonomy and credit cards and that, that's when they started to get right mm. off. <laughs> yeah and actually men in positions of power are making decisions about us and then also probably committing quite a large majority of the you know violence that we experience so let's try and let's try and change society and they were like well We've given you the vote. <laughs> We've given you the vote. Fucking hell. And now you want money and jobs. Uh, you want to pay, be paid this equally for the same work? That's a bridge too far. Are you? How are you? Honestly, women just come up with the most ridiculous of requests. All you want is safety, equal pay, autonomy over your body. I mean... Fucking hell, what will you want next? Like, look, we're just really emotional creatures. So, <laughs> just so emotional. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. The trad wife, trad con thing is so funny, but also scary. It's like, you gotta laugh or you cry. Because um, it's all these really young women, generally. Like, generally, it's not women who already have three kids and have been married for 10 years it's like a 22 year old he's like i just want to have a husband and like wear skirts and have babies and it's like cool sure <laughs> try it first i am a bit of divorcee so that is a little bit of a sort of a feminist stereotype for me. but i do also have a male partner who i love and so yeah it's very again that confuses them 
Oh, but again, that doesn't count because, you know, he's probably a beta like me. So Obviously. He can't yeah. be, he couldn't be an alpha if he's got me as a girlfriend, could he? Exactly. No, you know, if we're thinking about the, the levels of masculinity, you know, m me and him are probably <whistles> down below. So actually, down you below. know, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't. <laughs> so it doesn't matter that um, you're in a relationship with him because he's not an alpha bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, there's a lot of loopholes in the manosphere as well, aren't there? So. <laughs> um, yeah. Which brings me on to a bit of a discussion about masculinity. Mm -hmm. It kind of brings me around to the question of what is the point of the manosphere? Why does the manosphere exist? And there are two main reasons, really. The one, and we've kind of discussed on them, we've I mean, kind of touched on it all the way through, but one is that... Um, it's a critique of feminism and its association with a feminized and misandrist society. So a society, so for anyone who doesn't, so for anyone who doesn't know what misandry is, it is the um, opposite of misogyny, uh, which is hatred of women. So therefore misandry is the hatred of men. Um, and so therefore the, the manosphere believe that not only has feminism gone too far, but it has also created a society in which everyone hates men, which is pretty much, the rhetoric that the MRAs will stick with is that all of these problems exist because feminism has had its day in the sun and that was great, but actually now it's gone too far and the pendulum has swung the other way and now society hates men. Yeah, it's very much in the reverse racism genre of things, yes. I think. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, and then, so that's one of the reasons why it exists. So basically everyone on the Manosphere moans and complains about this in their own particular individual um, way. But then the other, the other reason that the Manosphere exists is a need to reclaim and reaffirm a vision of masculinity perceived to be under siege. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I didn't know if you, I didn't know if you knew, but um, masculinity is under attack. That's fucking right. And I'm leading the charge. Let's go, bitches. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> But you know what the interesting thing though is, you know what the interesting thing though is, is obviously we've talked, we've just touched on the fact that obviously there's um, within the kind of like the lexicon of the manosphere, there's this idea of there being uh, particular types of men that exist, some men being better, some types of masculinity being better, some masculinities being subordinate. So also within the manosphere, it's um, there's there exists a lot of um, homophobia, there exists a lot of racism, um, there's quite... And maybe this is an episode that we can maybe do one day. There's quite a strong affiliation between the Manosphere and the alt-right. Absolutely. And so the, the, the problem with wanting to reassert masculinity or sort of um, reaffirm masculinity that's under attack is that it's a very particular type of masculinity that not everyone, even within the Manosphere, can agree on. And... Um, all the all, all the sort of different sectors or the communities rather of the manosphere all fall within a particular type of masculinity the, there's a different you know so the incels their issue is that they're not perceived as masculine enough to be a to be attractive enough to women in order for them to have sex with them whereas the the pickup artists are saying Essentially, the reason why you can't get a woman is because you don't look this way, you you don't act this way, you don't um, have this amount of money, you don't have a good posture. Posture, the amount of times that I fucking see one of the things that um, pickup artists say is like having a masculine frame. What the fuck is a masculine frame? What does that even look like? Isn't that ballroom dancing? Like, <laughs> I don't really know. Is it just that you just stand with, just stand upright? Is that? I guess like you don't have a limp wrist or something. Like it's just giving homophobia, isn't it? I don't know. It's uh... exactly, yeah, yeah. Be be hold yourself in a particular way that is masculine. Maybe like just walk like a robot, like the whole time, just like you know, very very angular movements, like no fluidity. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, like RoboCop. Yeah, yeah. I could see that being a pickup artist technique to be honest like walk past women doing the robot because then they'll look at you and then you can start a conversation like honestly that's the kind of shit they say so yeah but, but. yeah and then you and then what you do is you've got their attention and then you can neg them and then they want and then they'll want to sleep with you straight away fun times so that aileen is the manosphere oh it sounds lovely uh cool so should we like talk about it a lot more for a lot more episodes do you reckon 
Uh, do you know what? I think probably that's enough now, actually. <laughs> one episode, one hit wonder. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be a hit. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, let's not, yeah, yeah. Let's not like, let's not record four episodes in advance or anything like that, shall no. we? <laughs> yeah, thanks for that overview. It is really hard, as probably listeners could tell not to just go off on one about pretty much every sentence that was spoken in that episode because there's so much to talk about which is why we're doing this podcast um and so much to debunk so lots of the things that have been touched on if you think well you didn't even say that blah blah blah, or you didn't even challenge this thing then don't worry we'll get there and also uh you can email us at manosphere at gmail.com if you have a particular request to do with what we should cover on these this podcast or you can dm either of us our instagrams i'm at tinder translators and dan is at the underscore nice underscore ish underscore ish underscore psychologist yeah well done (laughs) put in more underscores than you think and you'll find him Mm -hmm. um yeah but yeah so uh it's going to be a wild ride and next week well you're going to be presenting again i think uh yeah, so next week, if anybody's keen, we're going to be actually looking at one of the big ironies around the, the manosphere um, of where it emerged from. And I'm not going to give any spoils away, spoilers away, because it's actually a bit tragic to think about it. Uh, so, yeah, so if uh, if that's piqued your interest, then um, please, uh, yeah, listen to next week's episode. And, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. I hope it's been okay. I hope it's been a good episode. Please, if you did enjoy it, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and uh, even maybe drop us a review because that helps. Share it with your friends. Send it to the sexist men you know. Um, <laughs> but tell them tell them to not harass me, uh, which won't work, but hey. And also just tell them that a man is part of this podcast as well and just see what they say. Well, we all know what they're going to say about you, Dan. <laughs> Such a beta. <laughs> <laughs>